0: Michelle, welcome.
1: Hi, Steve. Thanks for having me on.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So you are the CEO of Logically.
1: That's correct. Is that... Logically is a large managed service provider with a cybersecurity division uh, operating across the U.S. supporting global brands.
0: That is really cool. Now, Logically, you... I feel like you guys sprung up out of nowhere. Like, your your company's been around for, like, less than two years, right?
1: Actually, that's not true. It's actually started back in 1999. Uh, the oh. original company was called WinXNet, uh, and then they changed their name uh, 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 back about, I think it was about four years ago, to Logically.
0: Well, I just recently started hearing about you guys. It It felt like you guys are new. So <laughs> kudos on whatever marketing and and PR stuff you've you've started doing recently. This is well,
1: you, thank you're doing you. a great job. We've we've, uh, we've just launched a brand new uh, partner program, which I think is really helping to make us uh, more known to other MSPs and in the marketplace.
0: Good for you. Now, I just I want to I just want to spend a minute here because I love what you have going on your website with your website uh your logo is really cool it's it's a smiley face but <laughs> you can't really tell it's a smiley face without looking for a, a moment you know the, well, we you love know, making you,
1: customers happy so that's <laughs> the that's, underlying that's fantastic
0: message yeah. your your website like the design it's it's snappy it's clean um just everything about it you know i I feel like whoever did your website did a fantastic job. They really know what they're doing.
1: Oh, well, thank so, you very much. Pre- really appreciate that. I will pass that on to our marketing team.
0: So, one one of the things that I want to talk to you about is um, you know, with with logically being, you know, let's face it, kind of huge, right? <laughs> um, you you guys have have you guys have accomplished a great deal. And um, you, Michelle, you have accomplished a great deal too. I mean, you've you've got history with, uh, I think, Star2Star Star and CA.
1: Yeah, that's correct. I mean, so Yeah, I spent 17 years at CA Technologies and nine years at Star2Star Star and had a very successful exit to another great company called Sangoma. Uh, had the opportunity to join Logically's board, of, about 18 months ago and, and about six months ago to join logically as CEO. So it's been a great run, uh, uh, for me so far and excited to do even more.
0: That's fantastic. So one of the things that I'm seeing right now from, from some MSPs is they, they're doing well. Okay. So, you know, they, they started their MSP however many years ago, that doesn't matter right now they might be at a point where uh they've got 150,000 annual revenue coming from like MRR monthly recurring revenue right mm-hmm. so 150,000 it's it sounds like oh you know they're not doing too bad for themselves as as one guy but but then you got to you know you you then remember oh yeah they've got all these costs associated with it right so that's that's the thing that i think the really small MSPs will forget because they'll they'll look at a a large msp like logically where you're doing and i'm just going to speculate let's call it i don't know five ten million a year
1: Uh, and uh, and, no no we're 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 a hundred million dollar company
0: (laughs) yeah so i said i said i'm just speculating i have no idea (laughs) um so okay a hundred million a year Mm -hmm. so but but with that hundred million it's not like it's not like you, the CEO, are taking home ninety nine million, oh. you know, ninety nine <laughs> really million not. a year. Like you guys have costs. <laughs> you have you have office space. You've got all the tools for the you know thousands of endpoints and and end users that you're supporting. Uh, you, you've Healthcare costs for,
1: for our employees, yeah. benefits, all of those pieces.
0: You got to pay the the unemployment insurance. I mean, there's there's all this stuff, right? So. So I, you know, I think the, the the saying, there was a great philosopher who once said, "More money, more problems." <laughs> uh, so, so whether you're at a hundred and fifty thousand or a hundred and fifty million, uh you still are going to have some of the same struggles unless you've kind of got your house in order, right? Very true. So, when you're at the the lower number, the hundred and fifty thousand. What would you say the the right things for a CEO to do so that way they can start focusing on scale when they don't actually have enough right now to pay for any employees and every time they try outsourcing, they just come up frustrated because the outsourced technical stuff is just not good enough?
1: Well, I would say, first of all, look at the entire partner ecosystem. Uh, It's not just about outsourcing. It's about when you look at other successful uh, or larger MSPs that may have partner programs. For example, that's exactly what Logically just launched. We launched a partner channel such that we can help other MSPs or agents that don't have that capability to be able to build their own uh, capabilities for cybersecurity, for instance, or to have their own twenty-four by seven knock, they can partner with companies like Logically and Logically to provide that service. They can make a commission off of that uh, and ensure they're getting great service. And there's contracts and uh, and uh, terms uh, involved that ensure that they're protected, that their customer's not going to be taken. Um, it, they obviously have to look at those things carefully. Um, but when they're partnering with a great company uh, and looking at the ecosystem uh, and choosing a partner like logically, they know they can be safe, secure, and they're going to get the best talent because we have that scale and capability. And we can help them take their business to the next level. And as their business gets larger, when they get to the $3 million, $5 million range, and they may start to look for an exit. They've now created a partnership with a great company, who might even be an acquirer in the future.
0: Okay, so when when doing something like that, I think there are a few roadblocks that MSPs are going to have. Right, first and foremost, you know, they want to have ownership of the client. Um, you know, something I'll, I'll say. Uh, there's there's a service out there called the 20 i don't want to talk about whether they're good or bad or anything other than the fact that what what their pitch is you know it's your company right you know you own the client and you you just you know pay us for whatever you want to pay us for you can partner with other uh uh part uh, members partners whatever you want to call them And, and you guys can figure it out amongst yourselves as far as, you know, how you want that to work. So that I think can be more appealing to an MSP, especially when, when they feel like they're in that stuck stage, right? Um, because let's face it, they, you know, these MSPs, they're at the point where they're just so busy that they, they have to keep their customers happy. But they're not going to grow unless they go out and sell. So, yeah, absolutely. how, how so, do they juggle that, right?
1: Well, they can, I think there's multiple uh, things to consider. So, they can also white label with a company like Logically uh, and do the same uh, model. But I would caution someone that when you are white labeling, whether you're white labeling the 20 or you're white labeling uh, another solution provider, um. You're not can you are not in control of the service that's being given. Now I think you can be pretty confident if you're with Logically that it's going to be great service, um, but that may not be the case with other providers. And you're putting your brand, uh, uh, you know, out in front. So if there's a problem, you have no one else to point to. When you partner and you disclose, hey, we're going to bring someone in who's got expertise to. Not only are you acting the way an internal IT department would act, because let's face it, if you're in the customer and you have an internal IT resource, you know that internal IT resource can't know everything. And what do they do? They grab in vendors that can help from the outside. And so as a managed service provider... When you do that, you're showing that you have confidence in the skill sets that you have, the capabilities you have, and that you have this broad ecosystem that you can pull from. And again, you have contracts that protect you um, from someone coming in and stealing your customer, Uh, but you have the assurance that the very best service that you've vetted can do the job for your customer. And if something goes wrong, it's not necessarily on you and on your brand because you can fire (laughs) Uh, that vendor uh, and that partner, and bring someone else in. Whereas it's really hard if something goes wrong and it's under your brand, you have to eat all the crow on that. So that's the thing I would say to consider. Um, again, it's it's understanding the quality of the partnerships you have, and also being realistic that problems can can arise in every in any or every relationship. And it's who's on the other end of the phone who's going to help you, or on, on the other end of the email who's going to help you in growing your business.
0: Okay. So let's say we, let's say we, um, maybe we partner with logically. Okay. Or, or another company we're, we're not gonna, it's whatever. Right. So we partner and now we have scaled a little bit and let's say we've two extra, three extra revenue, and we really haven't added a whole lot of work because while we might go on site and be like the face, uh, and and almost be like the account manager. It sounds like logically would do all the work.
1: That's correct.
0: Yep. A- at least all the remote work,
1: <laughs> all all the IT uh, and cybersecurity work. Yes.
0: Okay. Um. So now we've scaled, and now we want to start offering stuff as ourselves, because you know now we can afford to bring on an actual employee, and because we've, we've worked with logically, maybe, is there a way we can do like a hybrid? Like, do you have, do you have different type of partnerships?
1: Yeah, at at different levels, um, certainly, you know, and again, we're, we're, um, you know, we are flexible. It's actually one of our core values is being nimble. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So we would work with that partner to understand, um, especially if they're in a location, let's say, uh, you know, we have 12 locations around the U.S., but let's say they're in a location that we're not in. So there's not a real competitive situation. Um, you know, there's no reason why we would want to keep them from, uh, you know, continuing to grow. Again, we see this as an opportunity for us to get to know MSPs better. Um, and not just MSPs, you know, we there are a lot of different types of cha- channel partners in the ecosystem. We're working with a lot of Agents who have traditionally done telecom, um, but now want to break into IT and cybersecurity. There's a lot of convergence happening, and we're working a lot with those agents as well.
0: Okay, so so now maybe we've we've reached that point, and we start to do some things on our own. We still have some customers working with you, and maybe we sometimes we sometimes we do a referral. Sometimes we do it ourselves. It's it's fine. We doesn't matter okay so how do you scale once you're at that half a million so what would you the ceo be focusing on at half a million dollars so that way you can take your company to a million dollars and also um try to to make sure that you've got uh I don't know how you want to how you, you want to have a healthy business, right? I so I think um,
1: first of all referral um relationships out of your current customers are critical. And um, in fact okay. that's how I see many MSPs growing uh when they're at, at a small stage. So don't be afraid to ask your customers uh for other uh recommendations into other businesses uh locally. Partnerships. That's the next uh uh you're, you're going to specialize in specific technologies. Uh, if you can partner with uh, technology reps for the companies that you're um, selling their services, they can bring you leads as well and to help you scale your business. Uh, and then again, use the channel. Use, um, you know, as you bring on new customers, you may or may not be able to afford to hire. So don't be afraid. to to partner your way into uh, the next level of business. Uh, Ultimately, uh, it's a giant ecosystem and uh, you will get referrals each way. I mean, I I can tell you there are times where uh, there are locations where uh, maybe uh, someone grows into that we might call on someone who is, uh, you know, a a smaller MSP in a market uh, where we need a specialized help. Uh, that's just the nature of this business. So relationships, drive them wherever you can across the ecosystem.
0: One thing that I've I've heard, um, and I, I disagree with the statement, is once you get to a certain size, um, and I don't know how many millions that size is, I think it might be different for everyone in every market, right? That it feels like you can't, Continue to have that healthy rate of growth, right. unless you start looking at acquisitions.
1: How do you I feel you about can, that? I think you can grow organically. You can. Again, I think it's all about developing the right relationships. I think it's marketing. Um, I, I so few MSPs actually invest in their marketing uh, and developing uh, new new relationships uh, via. Hmm. Uh, social media, via um, just direct marketing and such. But I think those are opportunities, again, that, uh, you know, you don't have to spend a lot of money on, but get involved with your local chamber, get involved, uh, uh, again, in, in local networking organizations uh, to help ask for the referrals, those are the things that I think help uh, companies grow. And then also your employees, as you do bring on employees, um, ultimately employees are a great source to go out and find new opportunity and to scale the business. Uh, I, I like to say everyone is a salesperson in an organization, whether you're service delivery, what you represent, the brand of the company. Uh, and, and I think if there's a will, there's a way.
0: I like that. And I I agree with that 100%. It um I had it and I lost it.
1: <laughs> Welcome to 2022. <laughs>
0: yeah. Welcome to my brain. <laughs> so one one thing that I I do want to ask, you're not a technical person, right? You you don't consider yourself like the IT expert.
1: I, I would say uh, it's hard for anyone to consider themselves an IT expert nowadays. Technology moves so fast. But, I mean, I've been in the tech industry for over 25 years. Uh, I've written a line of code or two. Not well, but I... <laughs>
0: okay. But so so to clarify, you would you want yourself to be providing support to your customers today?
1: It depends on what product. So, yeah, it depends on...
0: Okay. Uh,
1: you know, I, so... I, you know I, I would say this, that... I I hire the right people for the right roles uh, with regards to technical capability. Um, I certainly have expertise I, after nine years in the, uh, the telecommunication UCAS uh, mm-hmm. field that, that I would feel very comfortable uh, providing technical support. But if you were asking me to be the Citrix expert on there, <laughs> uh, a right. remote desktop, probably not.
0: <laughs> and. And I just want to clarify, I'm not asking that question as like a gotcha or or trying to like (laughs) low-key diss you or or anything like that. I, my, my point is as, as a, as a company scales, as a company grows, the, the owner, the president, CEO, whatever title you've given yourself, um, what I, I, you know, sometimes when I think of the title, I think of what Zuckerberg put on his first business card uh completely inappropriate but that was his title that was what he put on his business card it really doesn't matter what you call yourself at the end of the day you have a responsibility to your business to
1: yeah you don't you don't have to be the the person who is leading the organization i think needs to be technically strong enough to call um if someone is uh telling them a story or not <laughs> around something, but ultimately does not have to be an expert in, in a given technology. Um, I think they have to be an expert in helping people uh, solve problems, whatever those problems will be. And by the way, most often in this business, I find the issues are not actual technical problems. They're problems of process um, or of, of uh, people uh, with regards to collaboration and such. So a lot of my time is spent um, listening to customer pain points uh, around areas where maybe other vendors haven't provided good service and ensuring that they're going to get that kind of service from us uh, and putting together processes that help uh, their businesses scale as well as making our business scale. So that's where I spend the majority of my time.
0: Excellent. And that's and that's really what it has to be. You you need to start looking at the bigger picture, um, so that way you can you got to you got to find the experts because you can't be the expert at everything. You
1: can't because you, you not You can't scale the you can't scale the businesses again. Uh, you know I'm not going to be one taking the tier one uh, tech support <laughs> uh, conversation uh, in in my organization, but I am the one to say that if something goes wrong. Um, That I that I own it, and I'm going to make sure that something gets handled by the right uh, individuals in the organization.
0: Perfect. Now you are at like like we said, roughly a hundred million revenue annually. Mm -hmm. That that I mean that sounds huge. Like
1: it is huge. There are very few that are. Very, very few companies that reach the scale that logically has, and we're continuing to grow both organically because it's important that we continue to grow our base uh, as well as through additional m and a
0: where Where's your next goal? So like you know you're like I said 100, 100 million is is your next goal like or milestone, I'll say, like, do you feel like you're, you're aiming for a billion?
1: <laughs> well, I, I think that that's uh, something that is very, very possible. Um, And ultimately, you know, I, I, you know, I, I sort of set short-term and long-term goals. I, I know where I want to be organically over the next year and in, in, in terms of double-digit revenue growth organically. And then, uh, you know, opportunistically, I look at where uh, where it makes sense from a mergers and acquisitions standpoint to get us to even further scale. And and really for us, it's it's about the services that we're going to be able to, uh, or say should say additional services we can provide and additional scalability we can provide to our customers by doing acquisitions. Uh, you know, it's not doing acquisitions for acquisition's sake. It's really finding the right fit uh, to make sure that we are providing the best service we can in the markets that we're serving today, um, and then what additional solutions our customers are looking for that we can then go acquire that talent um, via, via an acquisition.
0: Now, with acquisitions, um, this is the last thing I want to talk about because it is – I think it is a part of scale, but I don't think it's the only way to scale once you reach a certain point. When you're looking for other companies to acquire, and I, I'm not I'm not gonna ask you who you're looking at. That's I know you'll never answer, but when you're looking at companies to acquire, what are you looking for? Like specifically, like are you gonna like for example, would you say, all right, well, uh, right now, we don't have any type of web design services, and I think if we expanded to that and and acquired one or two really great web design firms, that this would be a great way for us to uh, gain additional revenue from our existing client base or something something along those lines. Like, is that is that kind of what you think about yeah. when you're looking at acquisitions?
1: I think a little more horizontally, actually, I think, and and vertically. So I might be saying to myself, look, I generally am not acquiring companies that are under three to five million in revenue that have positive. They need to have a a level of positive EBITDA or a path to positive EBITDA. Um, That's sort of the first milestone and requirement. The next thing I look for is where are they located with regards to proximity to the current locations we have today? And can they bolster the capabilities of my regional teams uh, with regards to services we already have or expertise in, again, maybe it's, um, you know, we have great Microsoft expertise. Maybe it's looking at what Google expertise that someone has or, um, uh, uh, or what healthcare uh, expertise or in industries that are interesting to us. Uh, generally highly regulated industries we find uh leverage m s p services uh at greater uh i'll just say at, at a greater velocity so we might be looking at those types of things but but ultimately it's not one technology that we're looking for or um you know we're we're more than happy to uh look at a generalist m s p uh uh as long as that they're at the revenue states. And the eBIT estate that we're looking for and in locales uh, that again help us bolster uh, the current capabilities we have.
0: Wonderful. And then with with that, do you ever do you ever think about acquiring you know like the MSPs that sometimes they like they like develop something internally for them to just be able to do their jobs better. right? Oh, sure. I do mean, ever...
1: it, I mean, I love to look at proprietary tech and how it helps. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that always makes a company more valuable if they have some level of proprietary, uh, but, but again, it's all in, how is it developed? How sustainable is it? Um, uh, is it well-documented? Um, oftentimes those things are not uh, in, uh, in the DNA of smaller MSPs, but I think it's really important that if you are gonna develop proprietary tech um, that can make you more valuable, that you've got really great documentation that enables a larger MSP or or, uh, other strategic acquirer to uh, take advantage of it.
0: Michelle, I have one last question for you. What is one thing that any MSP of any size, should be doing better so that way they can continue to scale healthily.
1: They should be partnering. Uh, And uh, when I say partnering, I mean that across multiple vectors, the technology vendors that you're selling, whether that's Microsoft, whether that's Dell or Lenovo or what, you name it. um, You should be getting to know your local reps in uh, in those companies. Uh, and building relationships to help bring opportunities to you. Uh, And then you should be looking at other types of partnerships, whether that's with technology brokers and such that can bring you additional scale and capability and or other larger MSPs that have partner programs uh, that you can use to extend your services further,
0: like logically. Of course I did. There's like somebody like ripping wood through a chainsaw or or something. I don't know what they're doing, but I I muted myself and forgot to unmute. So uh, thank you so much for all of this knowledge that that you've been uh, imparting us with. I really appreciate that. Um, I I appreciate you. And I look forward to having you on again in the future, just so that way we can continue this awesome. awesome conversation
1: thank you steve i've I've really enjoyed getting to know you and uh hope to do uh, another another podcast with you in the future. Thanks again
0: absolutely. Take care.